0: Midweek edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Good evening, fellas. Evening, what, All right, Barry? Right, We're back on track, aren't we? After our hiccup on Saturday,
1: yeah, very much so.
0: Let's crack on. We are got Athletic two Athletic we'll Town nil. Bit strange, wasn't it? A strange, strange old game. Two goals in the first half, and we got a penalty Paul.
1: We did. It was to use words that we've used before. Dispatched with a plum. Very well taken. Couldn't really argue about it. You know, No, nobody questions it whether it was a penalty or not. I thought last night was a tweet at half-time that we dominated with patience. There were one or two getting a bit impatient that we were passing it sideways. But I think, having said that Sunderland won every second ball on Saturday, I just thought we we got to everything we needed to get to last night. I, You know, they had a couple of flashes here and there, but I, I never even felt like we would draw last night. The sort from the from like two minutes in, I thought, wow, we're going to win this because they just look so composed and in control.
0: Yeah, well, I think Fleetwood had a couple of chances early doors, but it kind of showed us that the reason why they are where they are because they were woeful in, in executing them chances. After, uh, the Amos, the a- Amos, a couple of times where he had to do some saves, low saves down, down to his right, but I think they were. Routine more than anything
1: else. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I, I don't think he was, I don't think anybody was put under any real pressure to the point where they were panicking last night at all. We just, we just, for me, we just looked so in control. It was really good to see. I, I thought it was nice and refreshing to see players that were, you know when they go into challenges, they were getting up and carrying on. It was absolute novelty after that Sunderland team on Saturday. Yeah, it,
0: it was. It, it was. I, I thought we. Responded well to that defeat. And we, like you say, we knocked the ball around nicely and we, we uh, played with patience and created the chances. Durique was effort, like you say, it was, he raised his arms and it struck his hand. Definitely a penalty. And then five minutes later, we had a breakaway. Uh, Will Keen involved. Lovely ball out to Callum Wang, who then fed, fed in James McLean on the edge of the box. And he, he fired one in with aplomb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a, bit, I, a bit of a daisy cutter. Yeah. yeah, picked the spot well from, from where he was. He didn't just like leather at goldwood he, he he picked the spot and hit it with some pace into the corner.
0: I think while we're talking about James McLean, we might as well get straight to it.
1: <laughs> get to the elephant in the room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Red card? God, Joe Garner. What an absolute thug. Uh, when when he, he used to just- play for us, I used to think to myself, why does he just want to fight people? Just play football, Garner. And he used to annoy me. And he came on last night. The first thing he did was elbow James McLean in the gut. Uh, And he was going in late on everyone and punching people and kicking. Awful. Uh, I've spoken to a Fleetwood fan today who said he felt sorry for James McLean and Joe Garner's, you know, the Fleetwood fans, to a man, have said that it's disgraceful what he's done because he's been out for the past three or four weeks, Mister a lot of games, he's come back, he's played 10 minutes and he's out now for three games because he got sent off because he's a dickhead. And, and, and that's what he is.
1: Yeah, I, t- I mean, you've got to put that down to, like you say, his style of play, he's playing with adrenaline running and if he's been... Missing it for a while because he's been out injured. He's coming in too pumped up. But then that's that's down to man management, isn't it? You've got to manage your players. And if you know that's the type of player he is, you tell him to calm down and behave himself. Don't pump him up anymore. Calm him down. Man management. But yeah, but yeah, he's it's, it's
0: 33. He, he, he should all yeah. this. He's come on. He's come on. To Noble play, And it was in the 97th minute. So he's not looking to gain an advantage or anything. He's just wanted to kick off with James McLean.
1: Yeah, it makes you wonder whether there's an underlying tussle that they've had before, doesn't it, maybe?
0: I think the underlying thing is uh, Joe Garner's is a plonker and he's a bit of a folk. Wow. And, and the, the other thing as well, it's all very cowardly, isn't it? Cowardous, you know, like kicking people in the back of the leg and headbutting them uh, when he's jumping up. And,
1: yeah, because you know nothing's coming of it, don't you? Yeah, and the you thing is...
0: Like James, that, McLean's, form. James McLean's released a statement today saying that, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's sorry he's going to be missing three games, but he's not going to be kicked, punched and head-butted without defending <laughs> himself. And that's exactly what it is. If you watch the incident, as Garner's head-butted yeah. him, he's grabbed his head, and then he Garner's... Him, stop him, yeah. Garner's wrapped his arms around McLean's waist and wrestled him to the floor. And then, of course, all the publications, <laughs> The Sun, for example... Which oh, I hate to despicable. mention. Yeah, yeah. Saying McLean gets booked for wrestling a player to the floor. It was an absolute disgrace. Something needs to happen about this now. It really does. The treatment McLean gets with the amount of, of abuse he's getting.
1: Yeah, there was that Sunderland <laughs> supporter that came over with his kids from Ireland, didn't he? Irish Irish supporter who was uncomfortable in his own crowd because of the abuse that they were giving McLean on Saturday. Yeah,
0: so so we ended up losing losing James McLean for the last second of the game, but more importantly, we could well we are going to end up losing him for three games for the next three matches, which which are Wimbledon at home, MK Dons away, which is the big one, and then Markham at home, or is it Crew away? Instead, it? it's Crew away before Markham at home. So, there's the games that we're going to be uh, missing him for. Pity, but
2: it would, be it would be available for the um, football league trophy, the Papa John's trophy, uh, and, and also if we get the the final. Some, sometimes
1: these absences for the wrong reasons do come back and help you because he's having, you know, he, he's apparently he's had injections here and there, hasn't he? So he's getting a couple of weeks of rest when he, he perhaps needs it. He obviously wouldn't want to, but the, the enforced bit of rest. Sometimes that just, just helps for the last few games of the season when he comes back. If there was a perverse positive to it, that would be it for me.
0: We've also lost uh, Tendai Varequa and Graham Shinne for two games. And I'm not sure what uh, Stevie Humphrey's injury was, whether it was a concussion injury or just a head head wound. Uh, but hopefully he's all right and we're not going to lose him either because... Best, you start getting a little bit thin on the ground, or you? you're checking all these well,
1: players out. Yeah, there was a point where I thought he was changing his shirt and coming back on, which does suggest it's a cut wound rather than a rather than a concussion. And, yeah. and a, obviously, that picture of him with the headband's been going round. So hopefully, that's just. Yeah. Tidy itself well, up every be right for
2: Saturday. The thing with a cut as well is the, pro- the problem is it often keeps holding itself back up, doesn't yeah. it? No matter what you do with it. And then it keeps having to come off and that's not good for anyone, is it? So uh, if it sounds like, to me, past the concussion protocols uh, if he was looking to come back on. So hopefully he's he's going to be available because, you know, we need as many many players as we can during the next uh, two to three weeks. The
0: stats from the game were 55% possession. We had 20 attempts with five on target. Fleetwood had six with two on target. Fouls, 11 apiece. But we picked up three yellows: Dariqua, Power and McLean. And obviously McLean and Garner got a red apiece as well. Straight reds. Uh, the attendance was 8,627 with 275 away supporters. The man of the match is voted for by Progress with Unity listeners on both Facebook and Twitter. It's a new one. We've got a new one, Graham Shinney. So congratulations to the wee Scott and uh, well done, lad, picking up your first man of the match. So well done, Graham Shinney. I thought he had a, a, a decent game.
2: Uh, was that our first red card of the season, Barry?
0: No, Edwards in the FA Cup.
2: Not in the league. Sorry, I yes, mean, in the league. Yes, it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. like idiots, we've been discussing uh, beforehand. Have we had any red cards in the league this season? Which we were quite buoyant, saying no, we've not. And you know, and then we get one, so we should have should have seen it coming, really.
2: We've not had one. In, we've not had one in ninety minutes, though, have we?
0: No, we've not had one in ninety minutes. No. Some good news today coming out of the club. Charlie White statement: Everything's going really well, and he hopes to be back for pre-season training. And uh, he says he can't wait to get back with the boys. Excellent news!
2: Yeah, he got his name wrong, Barry. His name is Charlie White. White White Charlie White White White.
0: I know that. I know it is.
1: Yeah, excellent news. Yeah, he's saying he's got another operation, which I think might be to remove the pacemaker they put in last time. And you know, he carries on not needing it. Jobs are good and.
0: We've got a good month this month with regard to fixtures. You know, after we're reflecting back on, on February when we seem to be playing every team in the top six, it looks like we're playing every team in the bottom six at the moment. And on Saturday is no different to last night. Uh, Wimbledon are in town. And this morning, I've been speaking with Wimbledon supporter, lifelong supporter, and stadium tour guide, the one and only Ray Arnfield, also known as Kent Womble. Let's have a listen to what he had to say.
3: My name's Ray Armfield. I'm a AFC Wimbledon programme contributor and more recently a ploughing Stadium tour guide. The season's so far, I think in a word, frustrating. Particularly recently, our two-all draw on Saturday with Doncaster. My stats tell me was the 14th time this season that we've taken the lead, but we've only won three of them. And the biggest source of frustration, really, has been games at home against teams around us. Um, Gillingham, Fleetwood, Shrewsbury, Doncaster, Cheltenham, Morecambe. We've drawn all of them. If we could have just won a couple more, we'd be a lot happier. In fact, the only team around us that we've beaten at home has been Crewe. So our away record is actually better than at home. I thought we wouldn't go any higher than mid- mid-table, and we started fairly well. I think after four or five weeks, we were about eighth, and one or two people got a bit giddy and thought this is how it's going to be. But I think I hate to use the B-word budget, but it does it does talk for a lot in this in this league, and our budget's about the third lowest one. So I suppose if we came fifth from bottom, you'd have to say that's uh, that's a good season, and I think most of us would take your take your hand off for that now. The top six I think might not be very different to, to what it is now. I think maybe there's only about eight who probably chase in the top six places. So you're looking at I think Rotherham have been champions from day day one and from what I've seen they've been head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, the other automatic place, I mean you you're in a good a good position to, to get that. So I think yeah, if you don't, it'll be down to you. So I'd say you and Rotherham for the automatics. Playoffs, well, I've got to mention them in Buckinghamshire. They're in quite decent form, so I think they'll they'll be in there. Sutherland will probably scrape in. Maybe Oxford who are on their day are a good side. And maybe if you're looking at a surprise packet, I think maybe Plymouth might come back into the picture. But ask me again after Tuesday when we play them. Bottom four, well, I think crew might be gone. I would have said Gillingham a week or two ago, but I think they've got a decent manager in now. But I still think Crew, Gillingham, I think Morecambe might go. And I think Fleetwood might drop into the bottom four as well. But that's uh, that's my heart rather than my head talking. Our jewel in the crown right now is uh, Jack Rudoni. He's um, he's quite a versatile lad. He's only 20-21, but he can play out wide, where I think he's wasted a bit. Um, I think his best position is probably either as a 10 or as um attacking number eight, as I used to call them. I think regardless if we go up, or stay up rather, or, or go down, he'll be off in the summer. There's teams courting him already. Yeah. So I'd say him. He's also got a good shout as um, player of the year as well. If it's not him as player of the year, I'd say Alex Woodyard, who's done very well for us. Uh, but he's missed a few games through injury recently, and we've really missed him. Uh, but he's but he's back now. and I think if he gets anywhere near his early season form, he'll give Jack a good shout for Player of the Year as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let my uh, let my head do the talking rather than my heart. Now um, I don't see a scoring. That's been a bit, bit of a, a bug bugbear as well. Um, I was kind of kind of hoping that you'd get a good result last night for two reasons. One, so that you'd get the Sunderland game out of your system, secondly, because obviously beating Fleet would would, would help us, um, but I can't really see us doing anything better than losing 2-0. Yeah,
0: uh, quite interesting though. Thank you, Ray, for that. Uh, he doesn't uh, sound very optimistic about the chances of getting not only Anything out the game, but he doesn't. He doesn't feel they're going to score a goal either.
1: That just shows you how good we are, doesn't it? I, I think the good thing about getting an opposition fan on is you get impartial view of what the latics are like. Yeah, but like us being right at the top.
0: Yeah, he, he, he does. He, he does worry for for this uh, season for Wimbledon, though, and it's a shame really because uh, he was talking about budgets and. And the fact that they've got the third lowest budget in the league. And, and I think sometimes, it, you know, your, your league table position at the end of the season does correspond to your budgets. And, you know, uh, we know this anyway, don't we? Like last season. You need a good manager, though. I said to him, you need, "It's all right having the money, but you need a good manager to do it to get to get yeah. the team playing well."
1: Yeah, and you think where they've come from? The budgets are hardly surprising, are they? But yeah. you know, again, it's like us. Sometimes you stop and think, where 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 have we been in the last twelve months, and where are we now? And put it into perspective. You put their history into perspective. They're still doing well, aren't they? Right. Shall we have some ref watch. Right. The referee on Saturday will be Oliver Langford from the West Midlands. Oliver Langford has been on the national list of referees since 2008-2009. So he's got quite a bit of experience. This will be his 13th game referee in the Latics. Now, if you think that RefWatch, we sat here and uh, told you about some other referees that that have been coming, wait for this one. The last Latics game he refereed was in February 2020, a 2-2 draw against Middlesbrough at the DW Stadium where he booked six latex players, four Borough players, and sent off Shade Uncle after 62 minutes. So, I think we know what's coming on Saturday. Of his 26 games so far this campaign, 17 have come in the Championship, four in League One and three in League Two, and two in the EFL Cup. His card watch for this season, 26 games, 102 yellows, two reds, and four penalties. That's Oliver Langford, who will be refereeing on Saturday.
2: Let's get on to some previous, um, the form. We've met 15 times, we've won five, four draws, 60 feet. So They've got the edge. The first meeting coming way back in September 78, first season of the league, lost two on away way at lane. We also lost a return fixture by the same score in Feb 79. Early in this campaign, we went down to Wimbledon we won 2 now. Paul Calambe, own goal, and a James McLean strike. Both coming in the second half of a game that we dominated. We've never beaten the AFC Wimbledon at the DW stadium. We had a 1-1 draw in 2018. And a 2-3 defeat last season. Currently, AFC Wimbledon are the 20th in the league. 33 points for 34 games. Recent form, not great. Lost, drawn, lost, drawn, drawn. 17 away games so far this season. 16 points, four wins. That's at Donny, Morecambe, Lincoln and Accrington. Nine defeats and four draws. 18-4, 29 against. They drew on Saturday at home with Doncaster in the Desmond and are currently on a run of 15 games. 16 old comps without a win. Just 11 goals in those 15 games. And the last win was at Aki on the 11th of December. Over to Barry for the predictions. Yeah, I think it's
0: going to be a similar game to Tuesday evening. And with a similar result, so I'm going for a 2-0 Latix win.
1: Yeah, I think I think the biggest prediction will be whether or not Nick Taylor, who's been making his way from Kiev, will make it back for the game. Hopefully he will. N- nice and safe and sound. I, th- I think as far as the game itself goes, we are hopefully going to do exactly what we did last night. Boss the midfield, boss the game, complete control, complete patience
2: and win 2-0. Can't be bothered being the same as you two. But Barry said similar when actually meant the same. Paul's gone for the same. I'm going to be a little bit different and go for Wigan Athletic 3. Wimbledon nil, and it'll be party time.
0: Well, that'll be a great result, that, because it'll be be another win, another three points. It'll be one defeat in our last five games, so we'll take that. Uh, Saturday sees some interesting fixtures in League One. Cambridge v Shrewsbury. Charlton play... The greatest team ever, Sunderland. (coughs) uh, Cheltenham and Doncaster Rovers. Crew Alexandra, Wickham Wanderers. Up the Alex. Fleetwood and Ipswich. Gillingham play the other greatest team ever, Bolton Wanderers. Lincoln City play Sheffield Wednesday. Come on, the Imps. Oxford and Burton. Plymouth play Markham. Up the Shrimpers. Pompey play Affrington. Rotherham play MK Dons. Come on, Rotherham, give them a pasting. And Wigan Athletic play AFC Wimbledon. Oh, come on yeah, in, and get,
1: get are paste in.
0: No, 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 Paul.
2: Yeah, no.
1: We, want the, we, we were in the top two. We want the title.
2: No. And I agree with Barry on that one. And remember, on Saturday, it's her game too. So that'll be a great occasion.
0: And uh, before I forget, there's a uh, there's uh, our women's podcast out at the moment. Great lesson with Lisa Nande, Caroline Mullenew and Megan Walker. So until... Sunday, can we just say it's a goodbye from me? Oh, that's it. A lot it. of
2: love. A oh, lot of love, love me. I love you I love all.